Hello and welcome to Podument Park. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined as always by Kunj. How you doing? Eh? Eh, it's accurate, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been about the past week of Yankees baseball. Very, eh? Honestly, probably week and a half if we want to stretch back the Twin Series too, but... Yeah, that's fair. My vibes go as far as the Yankees go, and they have not given good vibes. Yeah, like they were especially over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, they were able to keep their run of um, not losing in series up until this past weekend when they lost to the Blue Jays, and yeah, that was not going to continue all year long. But of course, the way that they had been continuing that streak was by doing these great escapes from losing the first or in the twins, in the case of the twin series, the first and second games of the series to either tie or win the next two games and then win the series outright. So it wasn't exactly like they were dominating. And even now you look at where they are just in comparison to the rest of their division rivals and they are tied with the Blue Jays for fourth and only a little bit in front of the Red Sox, who are not really as bad as we'd like to assume. So, not not great. The whole run of winning series and whatever was fun, but it's just like, I was just not impressed. And I was like, I don't care. Like, the way they're doing it, like you said, the way they're doing this hasn't been great. So, it's not like, it, it wasn't like truly like dominating or whatever, right? Because if that was the case, they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. But this was just like, hey, no, we're barely scraping by and doing it. And it's just fun. Yay. And I, yeah, was not impressed. Yeah, it was very much a lot of these narrow victories. There weren't a lot of like blowouts in there. Occasionally, they would put up a big, a big game. Like they had the one game last week against the Angels where they scored nine runs. But other than that, uh, they have not really been doing a great job at putting other teams away or really coming up with much of a fight against other teams pitching. The Blue Jays pitching just really dominated the Yankees in this past series in particular. Part of that. You know, you do have to tip your cap. Even though Alec Manoa had struggled in his few, first few starts of the season, that's not the kind of pitcher he is. We we unfortunately know he's an all-star caliber guy better than that. And he showed why. And then Kevin Gossman did the same thing on Sunday. But Kikuchi has just never really been that great a starter for Toronto, except for when he's facing the Yankees, weirdly. So they just sort of folded over and got beat by him, too. So... You know, they're not really putting in very good at-bats. No, and the problem with the Yankees, and it it's not new to 2023. It's been, probably been going on for a while now. It's that they have the talent on the on the in the lineup, on the roster, but then as soon as Aaron Judge goes into a funk, everyone goes into a funk. It seems like, like they can't overcome Judge having, like, a bad streak or whatever, right? And he's, like, the one I'm least worried about, like, not hitting right now. Like, whatever. Like, it's Aaron Judge. You know he's going to yeah. be fine in the long run. Like, I don't care about that. But right now, the only one who seems to be putting together decent at-bats are, like, Anthony Volpe-ish and Anthony Rizzo. It's just the Tony show, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, and then some DJ LeMahieu sprinkled in there, too. That The pinch hit walk-off was really good on Saturday. That was yeah. vintage DJ, honestly. So that is what you want to see, but not really what we want to see from the rest of the lineup. We're really seeing the effects of... When Giancarlo's stand is not in there, suddenly you have to see a lot of Willie Calhoun and Franchi Cordero. And Franchi has cooled off a little bit from his hot start. So, you know, the Rose is sort of coming off that a little bit. And it just is not the same lineup at all when you suddenly look up and be like, oh, no. Like, it's just not really a challenge after six and sometimes five. Yeah. And... Again, yeah, injury and whatever kind of t- t- uh, comes into play, like you alluded to, John Carlos and 
technically Josh Donaldson's hurt too, but I don't know what the yeah. hell's going on. They just they're just in a funk. And it's kind of the same conversation we had a lot of times last year as well. Like yeah. I said, I just there's not really much else you can say to it, but except you know, Judge will Judge will be fine and then yeah. once he's once he's going somehow the rest of the team will kind of pick up around him or he'll just be able to carry the team on his back like he does at various points himself. So it's just an annoying time right now. Yeah, and something that is concerning me is uh is Waldo Cabrera, who is down to like a 47 WRC plus, I believe, last I checked. And I don't think he's a true talent 47 WRC plus hitter. I think he'll pick it up. But we are starting to see just a little bit of why he was not really considered the a huge prospect in the first place in the you know stretch run of 2022 it was like basically best case scenario for Oswaldo and I think he'll recover a little bit but it's like a good little warning sign that you know will pump the brakes a little bit this guy maybe might not be a starter I think he'll keep getting chances of course because when the alternative is just like you know Aaron Hicks more Isaiah Connor Falefa in center field which you know he made some nice catches after some bad jumps, but he is hitting even worse the last year. And Hicks is basically just not even playing anymore, which again is, I, I would somehow even rather see like Willie Calhoun than Hicks because Hicks is just too depressing. But, you know, it speaks to how weak this bench is right now. That There's just no support when people are not hitting in the lineup. Yeah. I Yeah. Oswaldo is definitely going through a rough patch. Like you said, he think he'll be better than, I think he'll be better than he was. Or has been rather, but maybe we have like some uh, false expectations or hope from him based off of how like much he spoiled us last year. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe just good idea to just temper that a little bit. Um, and yeah, like I mean, Willie Calhoun and Frenchie Cordero and whatever, like IKF, I they're doing exactly what I expect them to do. So it's like I can't even get mad. And they're like the seventeenth people on the depth on the depth chart or whatever. So it's like I get it; it's injuries and all that, but it's. It's rough. Yeah, and the it's injuries <laughs> the injuries are, you know, unfortunately by design with this roster because you know yeah, you, exactly. you build the a, you build the lineup out of the guy a bunch of guys who have a tendency to jump on the IL and some of those guys jump on the IL at the start of the season, Stanton, Bader, Donaldson, then yeah, you are going to end up seeing you might not necessarily have predicted that you would see a Willie Calhoun and Frenchie Cordero in the middle of the lineup, but you could see a scenario where someone like that jumps in, you know? Yeah, and it's it's almost like the like the Yankees are built around like, hey, we know we're gonna be injured. Fine, but oh man, you didn't you you didn't tell me that these guys could all be injured at the same time. Like, yes, like injury prone players can get all get hurt at the same time, and now you're just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and it's it's a very tenuous scenario because, you know, the guys who are healthy right now certainly have had uh, some IL tendencies too. Rizzo has talked about, like, he's concerned about his back just for the rest of his career. So he, I imagine that he's probably going to at least have some IL time at some point just because he's old. Judge has had muscle strains before. He's been you know, knock on wood, he's been pretty healthy for the past few seasons. So, you know, thank God for that. But he's unfortunately someone who must be considered. And it's it's just a very, it's a, it's a little bit dicier than I think people would really feel comfortable seeing. And the Yankees don't have the depth of, say, like the Padres to like, oh, we'll just plug in whoever here, you know. Yeah. So it's, Again, I don't know what else there is to say. It just sucks right now. <laughs> I, I will say, well, here, let's. 
uh, we've been very dour, but I will say one thing that has been nice to see, they are actually giving Oswald Peraza time at third base. He has not is, played yes. third base ever before. And they're just like, yeah, let's just uh, stick you out there, see what happens. And, you know, early returns, he played third all three games of the Blue Jays series. Uh, one of the few guys at the plate who seems to be looking okay. And he's, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like a Donaldson or DJ defender at third base. If not only, he's a really good defender at shortstop. He just hasn't played third base all that much. But, you know, I have not noticed anything super off about his defense. And considering, again, that he's playing this regularly for the first time in his life, that is impressive. Yeah. Again, like, yeah, the bat hasn't really picked up as much as we would hope or like just yet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's good to see that they're actually giving him a chance, especially with Donaldson Hart. And the defense has been, you know, I mean, he's known for his defense too, right? So Yeah. No, it's honestly very much like it. It's, it's not exactly the same. But, like, when the Orioles first called up Manny Machado, they had a shortstop in J.J. Hardy. So they're like, yeah, you can play third base, right? And then Manny Machado became Manny Machado, God defender at third base. This is just yeah. something that guys that, that were that talented at shortstop can figure out, you know? Right. And... It's it's, and I it's, think it, it's cool to see him teaming up with the Volpe. A hundred percent is, and like we talked about before, like there's definitely a world where you can see Volpe, Peraza, Glaber all in the lineup all together, and that's exactly what's been happening, and it's been great. Yeah. And and yes, uh, Peraza is the better defender at short than compared to Volpe, but I think it's the right move to not move Volpe off or whatever because. The last thing you want to do is risk some sort of like messing with his head, like, you know, kind of what happened with Labor and the position switch and back and forth. It's just like, you know what? No, stay here. And Volpe's been great, I think, yeah. defensively. Like, it's not like there's been any like noticeable flaws or whatever. It's just Peraza might be just that much better. Yeah. But that's like, not to say Volpe's bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Volpe had the error yesterday that led to a few runs, but, you know, no one's going to go through a season with uh, no errors yeah. at all, a shortstop. Even, even Peraza's going to have an error at yeah. some point. But there's so there's a lot to the idea that even though Peraza's better at shortstop, what you, if, if you're trading off, like, let's put on, let's put Peraza third base and Volpe at shortstop, if you're putting Volpe at a different position than shortstop you are taking as you said you're taking him out of his comfort zone you're not going to get the same quality of defensive volpe at like a third base that you are from a peraza just because his his uh floor for competency is so much higher on defense so right. even though you're you know not gonna, maybe going to get the a plus defense at shortstop you're still going to get an maybe b plus a minus versus like d at third base up to like maybe a b with peraza right exactly <laughs> Yeah, and Glaber obviously they're just keeping him at second base. That's that's the move. Don't just yeah, do not second, do second not base or DH. You can hang yes. out there, my guy. Yeah, exactly. Do not even consider anything else, and yeah, that's and, fine. And he he's had some nice little double play turns this year, but that's not yeah. surprising. We, we've seen Glaber once he gets in a rhythm at second base. He's never going to be like uh, incredible Gold Glove winner or anything, but he's he can definitely take care of it. Yeah, no, like, and he's another one where like. I, I think at second base, his defense is not bad. It's not, like you said, it's not going to be great, phenomenal. He's not going to win a platinum glove or anything, uh, probably. But, you know, it's more than serviceable, especially when he's backed up with a Volpe, a Peraza, and a Rizzo at first or whatever, right? I think he's good there. Yeah. And let's just not mess with his head. <laughs> yeah. I would like the Glaber of the first two weeks to come back, though, because the Glaber of the past two weeks has not really been hitting all that much at the plate. <laughs> 
No, no. And, and that's a big problem no, when they're missing Stan from the <laughs> Yeah, and exactly it's goes it's exactly what I was saying. Like if Judge is called, everyone's called for some yeah. reason. I don't know what how, I mean, they really do follow the leader on that team, I guess. Yeah, and but, sometimes, you know, when Judge can be hot, they can be called anyway. Like uh a lot of the second half last year when he was the the, the lineup soap was all right, let's just maybe get it to Judge and no Homer. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. at least when Judge is uh, doing his thing, like it kind of covers up the rest of the team's flaws. Yeah. Sometimes. So basically, there's no real like quick answers here. Like the only thing you're getting from AAA is like maybe we smash the glass in case of emergency. Try one of these other like quad A type players, like a a Jake Bowers or uh, someone else of that ilk to take Willie Calhoun's spot. Maybe bring back Florial. I don't know, but like that's not really like an actual answer. I think it's something that they maybe want to think about, but I have like very low expectations about anything. Yeah, I mean the the real solution is. Like you need healthy major league caliber players, and that's yeah. uh, that's a, like you said, it's a flaw in the design. Yeah, like, and Harrison Bader is on the comeback trail. He is rehabbing for Somerset. He plays played in two games so far. He will need probably like I think they said like ten days to two weeks to ramp up, just because his spring training was like he got injured so early in spring training, he didn't have time to ramp up. So a little bit before he gets back in the lineup, and I think that probably is what they're eyeing rather than bring someone up to replace Willie Calhoun because they're like, well, we'll get Bader soon, but the waiting game sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and even if you bring somebody up, right, like you said, there's nobody really, like, clawing for a chance or whatever. It's just trying another random, like, oh, let's just throw more crap at the wall and see if that sticks. Jake Bowers has hit eight home runs in, like, two and a half weeks for Scranton, so I will say that he is trying, but again, this is Jake Bowers' guy who's been, like, a so so big leaguer in the past so again expectations yeah, exactly. are not high <laughs> it's yeah, just like and, an idea <laughs> yeah no it, it probably is worth just maybe like a thought like hey let's just see if this works or this can get us through the next like week or two but for anybody coming anybody who would expect that like, jake powers to come up to the major leagues and have eight home runs in two weeks or whatever probably isn't gonna isn't setting their expectations right anyway like I expect Jake Bowers, if he were to come up or replace, will replace Willie Calhoun on the roster to just basically be Willie Calhoun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then it, he he's welcome to surprise me if that's the case. But yeah, I'm yeah. not putting my eggs in that basket. Yeah, not putting my eggs in that basket, and also not expecting the Yankees to actually make a move there. You know. Yeah. I haven't seen any indication that they are super worried about things, you know, and part, part of that is understandable because it is still April. They do think that once they get so at least some more of their regular guys back in, things will be a little bit more normal and they're not like, you know, eight and 15 or whatever. They're not on like a super disappointing start. Like, like the Cardinals are crap. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. No, as much as we complained about in the beginning of this uh, pod or whatever is that like, yeah, the offense has just been barely doing whatever it needs to squeak by and win series or whatever, right, up until this weekend. But they're going to continue to do that. Right? Even, like, this team, through its struggles or whatever, is still a decent offense compared to a lot of other teams. And the pitching is just, has been good, and it's and on the, the bad side has been better. So that'll help carry this team until they can kind of work through the offensive struggles. So pitching has never really been my concern on this team for the most part, and I will continue to help carry the team while the offense goes through its funks and whatever. Like, you're going to lose probably some games here and there, but for the most part, the Yankees are going to be fine. 
yeah, that's what we're hoping for anyway. I guess we should talk about some of the other injuries that they're waiting on people to get back from, most notably on the pitching side, since that's that's also been something. We haven't talked about the pitching at all, which is uh, probably a good sign because they've been honestly looking pretty good as a whole. We finally saw some good outings from the likes of Domingo Harmon and Clark Schmidt, who had both struggled for the very first few weeks of the season. And, you know, Schmidt got, did get hit for a couple homers at the end of his outing the other day, but uh, I do not pin the Sunday's loss on him. I pin that on the offense. Yeah, wait until – don't wait until the ninth inning to score runs. And Oops. I can't even say runs because it was one run. Yeah, <laughs> and just put some guys was, on base with two outs. Oops. Yeah, yeah, like do do look alive a little bit beforehand. Yeah, but pitching has looked better, and as a result, like – you know, I think they, they still want, obviously, to get like your Carlos Rodon back, your Luis Severino back. We probably are not going to get them for a little while longer. Probably Rodon, not till June. He this, The CT scans and MRIs have revealed no structural damage. So obviously, that's very good. Just knowing that like this stuff has been nagging him and keeping him out. Like You understand why that's happening. It's just frustrating, but hopefully we'll see him in June. Severino, maybe he'll come back in May, it sounds like, but... He's throwing BP, and he will be making some rehab appearances soon, it sounds like, after a couple more BP sessions. Can I uh, award a preliminary Manfred of the Week to you? I set you up for the best joke in the world, and you didn't take it. What? We may see him next month. Eh? 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 Yeah. Eh? We may Eh? see him. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. You're redeemed. There you go. I Um, have unmanfreded myself. Yes. (laughs) Fine, I'll find somebody else to award it to. (laughs) One name uh, we haven't mentioned yet is Johnny Brito. We were curious to see how he would bounce back from his uh, first rough outing. And I think he bounced back, you know, fairly solidly. Like, you know, wasn't anything great or whatever, but it was still good and good enough. And as much as you can expect from a Johnny Brito, I think. Yeah, and And, it was a very commendable outing for just against against the Angels. He put in some good uh, at-bats against... Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, which is about the best test that you're going to get. So that that was encouraging. Yep. And he'll get another shot against the Twins tonight at Target Field. So we'll see if he gets Brito the vengeance. <laughs> to Johnny, against... to Brito. Woo! He's running. He's going up against uh, Sonny Gray tonight. So he is. Yeah. Former former Yankees legend. Old friend, except maybe not the friend of Brian Cashman. <laughs> No, definitely not Brian Cashman's friend. No. <laughs> okay. I, I guess we also must mention Josh Donaldson had a setback in his rehab. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like he is ostensibly one of the guys who they are missing from the lineup as like a presence, but you know we haven't been very optimistic about him for. Uh, 10 months now, at least. I was going to say, they've been missing his, him from the lineup as a presence since 2022. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since he came over, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's technically been in the lineup at times, but the presence has not been there. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was <laughs> funny to see, like, you know, it's like, the Yankees announced that uh, he needs a little bit more time to recover than everybody on Yankees Twitter is like, yeah, take all the time you need, Josh. <laughs> we are good. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather just roll with Peraza at their base. Oh, yeah, um, that's, in this case, that is not the issue. <laughs> and just go with it. His face is much better. I like his face better. Yes, it's a good face. It's a good, great face. All right. Should we take a break, or is there anything else we want to talk about? 
I don't want to talk about the Yankees. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, too bad. We're going to come back and talk about the Yankees some more after this break. And we're back. So Kunj is going to do our weekly check-in with the B-Ref war leaderboards for the Yankees. So I assume that we got still Garrett Cole on top, but other than that, I have not looked at it. So dazzle well, your, your assumption is correct. Garrett Somehow. Cole, he's been the only one who hasn't struggled at all this year. Yeah. So hey, yeah. he was a ale pitcher of the week for last yeah. week, I believe. Yeah. So good for him. He's he's one of two Yankees who have been who have crossed the one war threshold on baseball reference. Ooh. You want to guess who, who you want to guess who the second Yankee is? Um is it Judge? It is not. Okay. All right. I mean Judge comes in on fourth on this list. Yeah, loser. Is yeah. It is it still Glaber? It is not. He is not even on the top 12. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I, I, I guess actually BRF is not really fond of his defense anyway, so he's really got a hit to make his way on there. I'll give you one more guess, but like I think if you if I tell you or if you get it right, you'll be like, oh, yeah, duh. But I'll give you one more guess. Um, I just don't think like Volpe's done enough. Rizzo? Rizzo it is. All right, cool. Yeah, so... Gary Cole, 1.9. Anthony Rizzo, 1.1. All right. Anthony Volpe would have been a good guess because he comes in at number three. Oh, all right. I told you it's the Tony show for last week. Yeah. Hey. Hey. And then our captain, our fearless leader, is uh, fourth, Aaron Judge. He just doesn't want to hog the podium, you know, first place, second place, third. He's like, you guys take this. I'll, I'll be here, you know, seeing my hits not quite fall in yet. I'm going to go with uh, Baseball Reference has penalized him for being a Rangers fan and wearing a Rangers jersey. That's true. Yeah. Hey, if yes. you noticed, yeah. Anthony Volpe did not, and probably because he grew up in Jersey. So yeah. he's like, he attended the game because yeah, like, he's you like know, I will take the easy way out and not wear anything. So well, I, he did wear something because it'd be cold. Dude, and Anthony Volpe's just running around MSG naked like, hey, guy, I'm here. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Anyway, following Aaron Judge is uh, DJ LeMayhew, Nestor Cortez, and his glorious mustache. Mm, that would have been a good guess, too. Yeah, he would have been a solid guess. Michael King, who has, again, bounced back from, for the most part, from a... Uh, yeah. Not pleasant first couple outings, but you know, hasn't been exactly phenomenal, but still solid enough. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a surprise with Ian Hamilton at eight, the Slombio King, apparently yeah. in here. And this is probably my favorite, favorite person on this list right now is Giancarlo Stanton, who, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't been on the list before and he's been hurt and made his way up to ninth. All right, that is one way to do it. Yeah. The Corey Kluber method. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Corey Kluber at least like earned his way there was it just refused to leave. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I have to go back to my notes, but I'm not sure in sure G had made an appearance on here before. And then rounding up the, the bottom three of the top twelve are Franchi Cordero, Ron sure. Marinaccio, and Albert Abreu, who finally has an ERA but just refuses to leave this list. He will never leave. He is eternal. Exactly. Also because Clay Holmes is not really pitching enough yet. No. <laughs> okay, apparently last week Giancarlo was like 11th in there. But he, still, yeah, he, went, said, he went up. So He went up. <laughs> yeah. a problem. Whoopsies. He went up while being hurt. 
Yeah. Well, congratulations to G. <laughs> I guess more importantly, congratulations to Tony Rizzo for hanging out that high. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see it from Mr. Rizzo. Yeah. He got some homers against the Twins in the last series. So hopefully he'll do some again at Target Field. So, yeah. And uh, we should say coming up, I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but coming up, they do have the, the twin series and then they're going down to Texas for four. And you're going to see some pretty good pitching throughout the week from both of these teams. So the Yankees aren't really going to get a break against like some crappy Tigers pitcher. They got to figure it out against real major league pitchers who are, I would say, like average at worst and some better. So, yep, exactly. Snap, snap. Except they probably won't be shipped out because it's April. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So let's uh, go ahead to the Yankee and Manfred of the week. Who do you have for Yankee of the week? My Yankee of the week is Masahiro Tanaka because everyone else in the Yankees. Vintage Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) And he had just hit the 2,500 career strikeouts between NPB and... Uh, MLB combined, so congrats to him. I love you, and I miss you, and he is better than everybody in the world. Wow, that is true. Yeah, I've, I've looked up <laughs> the um, Earth War rankings, <laughs> and Masahiro Tanaka, on top. So He's on top. Yes. yes. Nobody better. Nobody does it better, in the, uh, to quote the James Bond theme. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. who do you have as your Yankee of the Week? Yeah, um, let's see. My Yankee of the Week, so this is tricky. Like, it would normally be, I, I would say Garrett Cole, but, like, he's technically in the past week, you know, since our last podcast, he's only pitched once. So even and, though he won, like, Player of the Week for American League for the previous week for pitching two, I don't think I can give it to him yet. So I'll, I'll shout out Tony Rizzo. He's He's hit well, one of the few guys who's been hitting consistently well. Yeah, Tony Rizzo. So, so your, your justification is Garrett Cole hasn't uh, played enough in the past week after I handed it out to Tanaka. Yeah, hey, Tanaka has <laughs> played really... for his team. And, uh, you know, hey, Rizzo got some milestones. He got his, uh, no, I think, no, I'm not. I don't think Rizzo is undeserving. That's a, yeah. definitely a fair. I just, my man, my choice hasn't been for the Yankees in three years. And yeah, I just fair. found that funny. That's fair. Yeah, Rizzo got uh, 1,500 hits and uh, 900 RBIs, if you're into round numbers. So, congrats to Tony. Yes. He's great. Yes. <laughs> also, that was like his third homer hit in an absolute blowout. So, yeah. I guess that five five nothing at the time is not absolute blowout. It just sort of felt like it. <laughs> it just felt like it because of just the, the showing from the offense. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, who is your man for the week? Everyone besides Anthony Rizzo on offense. <laughs> wow, that is um, uh, all-encompassing. Yeah. Now, if I had to narrow it down, I'm going to kind of do a dual award. Maybe more just one. I'll go to Jose Trevino. Yeah, it's been... Like, he did have the big... Uh, he had the bases loaded double in the one Angels game. But he is looked rough at the play. Honestly, yeah. it's about the Jose Trevino that we expected when the Yankees frustrated right. for him. And honestly, the one who showed up for a lot of the second half last year after he cooled down. So this may just be the new normal for get. Trevino. The first half might have been an anomaly, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's probably some middle ground between where he was in the first half and what he is now that like I think so would too. make it a, a lot more palatable. And technically, he's hitting better than Kyle Higashioka. 
uh, even though Higashioka has uh, one more homer on him. But Trevino's 57 OPS plus compared to Kyle uh, Higashioka's uh, 54, not that great. Yeah, it's not a lot of offense out of the catching position. No, no. So do better. Jorge Posada uh, out there groaning. On a completely, I'm sorry, before you get to your man for the week, I'm just looking at this now. Willie Calhoun's OPS plus, 12. Nice. And you know who that's better than? I can't. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks is a two. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. Like, uh, he's, I think I've had, he's had like one hit off the top of my head that I can remember. You know, <laughs> he's got three on the year, but yeah, good. For and him. IKF is technically better than Willie Calhoun. He's at a fifteen. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. All right, I'm done looking at this. List. <laughs> it's it's not great shakes. Let's say that. <laughs> um, anyway, you're man for another week. I'm gonna go with Glaber. Sorry, man, but yeah, you know, no, that's fair. You, the team needs you to hit a little bit better when Giancarlo is out and the lineup is looking a lot more thin. He has not really done that. In fairness, Judge hasn't really done that in the past week either. But also, he had the great MVP for MVP game against uh, Otani, where he responded from Otani's with uh, robbing a home run and then hitting a home run. That was some good stuff. But, you know, that was basically his only highlight the last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Glaber, in the, since, in the last week, like since we last recorded, he's slashing a 182, 269, 182. Yeah, it's not what you want. It's he's got four hits, and they've all been singles. Yeah, yeah. He got one RBI, three walks. Like that's the thing. Like before, we were talking about how he was actually walking, and it just hasn't really been doing that either. It's just not great. But as we said, like this is a, an award that could be shared by a whole number of Yankees on offense. You could you yeah. could give it, if you had said Judge, I wouldn't have blamed you. Willie Calhoun is basically raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> Oswaldo too. It's yeah. Anywho, yeah. hopefully there are fewer contenders next week. That's all I got. <laughs> to, to my previous point, everybody besides Anthony Rizzo, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And hey, Volpe had the home run. He was he was all right. And yeah, DJ besides the, the Tonys, off. yeah. Let me let me fix that. Besides the Tonys, yeah. And D- DJ has been hitting okay too. We'll give it. DJ him. has been, but like it's just more fun to say the Tonys. So yeah. sorry, DJ. You've just been honestly DJ, by your parents. Honestly, DJ and the Tonys sounds like a band. It does. Yeah, I'd see him. Except I DJ probably would probably be not very interesting. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Um, I think we are just about at the end here, since we already talked about what was coming up for the Yankees. Three games Minnesota, three, four games in Texas. And yes. we get to see DeGrom as a Ranger. It'll be interesting. Congratulations to the Yankees for making their trip to Costco this week. Yep. You know, make sure you pick up your uh, 36 Diet Cokes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're a giant yeah. jar of uh, chocolate raisins and uh, just get some homers. Every, everything you don't need. Hopefully they'll just hit yeah, a bulk amount of home runs. Yeah. Take take some samplings from the Rangers platter. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget the hot dog on the way out. Of course not. Okay. A hot dog and a soda combo is just too good. Probably the best deal. Yeah. $1.50. Even Hal Steinbrenner would appreciate it. Yeah. Even the Wilpons would appreciate that, honestly. <laughs> just to throw it back. <laughs> They'd appreciate it on the purchasing end, but they would never let that fly on the selling no, end. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. That's enough Wilpon talk and House Steinbender talk and Yankees talk. We are going to wrap this up now. You can follow us on Twitter at Podument Park. Follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA. Follow Pinstrip Alley at Pinstrip Alley. And um, 
what's your uh, what's your TV show recommendation for the week? What have I been watching? I've been watching How I Met Your Father, but that is not something I recommend to yeah, anybody. I was going to say, like, I hope you're not recommending <laughs> that. That's it's no. like low bar. Um, I'm going to go with Dave on FX. New season just started a couple weeks ago. It's been entertaining, as always. And, yeah, new episodes every Thursday, at least on on Hulu. I don't know, maybe on Wednesday on actual FX. I don't watch, I don't watch TV on cable, so I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to be very basic and say everyone should watch uh, all of Abbott Elementary now that the whole second season is out, and it's uh, it's really good. I am getting I am getting there. Yeah, not there yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah, it's good. Also, watch Barry, which is on HBO now, and it's in its final season. Good stuff. Bill Hader. Birds coming in with could your recommendation suck? So I'm gonna go <laughs> do my own. I'm pinch hitting. <laughs> <laughs> you said he said how I met your father and my brain immediately was like all right we gotta come up with something. <laughs> hey, I very specifically so said you're, I do you're not recommend it. that. Yeah, <laughs> I am unrecommending how I met your father. I never recommended it. I said what am I watching? <laughs> how I met your father. I do not recommend that though. Uh, not not quite legendary as they say. <laughs> no, it was not. It has not been, and yet I'm still watching it. I'm not sure why. Yeah, don't don't like doesn't like Robin show up again at some point? She did in the first season. We're on season two, and good, good for them. <laughs> Barney showed up in, in like episode one, and they did like a classic like How I Met Your Mother thing, where like they showed Barney for like a second, and then the Kim Cattrall, who plays the who is the main character, but like the older version, is just like I'll get to that later, and it's yeah. like I guess the whole hook for get, keeping people like me. <laughs> Watching because it's worked. <laughs> Don't you want to see what Barney's up to? Uh, well. Yeah, he may or may not be Hillary Duff's father. Oh, like great. Who's the main character of this version? And yeah, I'm gonna go with she's. He's probably not just because they're hinting at it. So it just seems like hey, more like watch this so you can see, and then it's gonna be like ah no. Actually, he died. <laughs> <laughs> just in classic. All right, we're, yes. we talked about this for too long. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> yep. Bye. Right. Let's go, Yankees. Don't suck against the Twins and Rangers. Thank you. Woo.